the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Good Tuesday morning. If you're tuning in for Jordan, he's at the beach. <laughs> He'll be, be back next week. I'm trying not to sound resentful. I'm not resentful. I don't think so. Welcome in, and uh, thank you to super co-host Stacy Roan, who has volunteered to be in that chair all week. Um, she's probably questioning her sanity at this point, but thank you for being in. You are quite welcome. This has been great fun. I'm really enjoying it. Our fun is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all their legal needs. You can visit them at their historic downtown location at 224 West King Street or online at suttonandjanelle.com. We want to get right to the show this morning because we have a very special guest, Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Welcome in. No, oh, thank you. I really appreciate it, Marcia. I have an update from the last time we talked. I've been using the roundabout in Inwood more. It's my it's my hometown. That's good. Yeah, That's good. so I'm practicing it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> it is some of us that never have experienced roundabouts in our lives have a learning curve. Right. That's all I can say. So yeah. and so far I haven't crashed into anyone. So Hey, they're tricky. <laughs> they they're are tricky. It takes some skill. You're being very generous. Yeah, but <laughs> I well, I, I could probably follow you on that roundabout and um it is I, tricky. I understand they're putting more in because one just wasn't you know, one set of them wasn't enough. So anyway, lots of fun. So um one of the things that we talked about the last time you were in was I eighty one and how frustrating it has been from a law enforcement perspective, from a motorist perspective, et cetera. Has there been any improvement in your opinion? Well, there, as far as uh, our department, um, we've enacted some initiatives in regards to um, saturated enforcement areas on the interstate um, with uh, some of our teams to include the ACE team as well as our road deputies. Um, the other um, projects that we're working on with the interstate is we have partnered, the Sheriff's Office has partnered with WVU Medicine and the West Virginia State Police. And we are going to put out some short video clips on some driver's education, some do's, some don'ts, um, and just advising people to be safe out there and, and reminding people of what following too closely actually is. Um, a proper merge on the interstate, um, you know, right and, and proper signaling lane changes and whatnot. And again, speeds. Uh, we've talked about uh, additional signage in the area where semi-tractor trailers must stay in the right lane, not the left lane. Um, we talked about 55-mile-per-hour uh, signage in regards to 55 when flashing, and you got some parts that just say 55. So that creates some contention with enforcement because are we enforcing it when it's flashing or is it, are we enforcing it when it's when, at 55 altogether? So there's some discussions with uh, that additional signage uh, in those areas uh, to include, um, you know, traffic advisory devices placed in the, 
in these areas, especially work zones, to remind folks. I just got done doing a traffic stop this morning with when I merged on from Table Station Road. There was an individual traveling 72 and a 55. And, you know, it's, it's not so much of, of pulling everybody over and giving people tickets. It's, it's a matter of pulling people over and say, do you realize how fast you were going? And a lot of people have busy lives and sometimes they tend to forget where they're at and and uh, they just need reminded and, and, and reminded to be safe in these areas that these, these speed limits are posted for a reason. And they need just to be more cognizant on the interstate. People around here know that it's a killing field. A lot of people die. A lot of people get maimed. A lot of people damage their vehicles on a weekly basis. But people who are visiting here, and we get a lot of folks just traveling through, may not understand. I mean, is there any signage that could could bring that like very grave point to the, to their attention that you know high accident area coming up that kind of thing um i'm not so sure about signage that advises people that it's a high accident area as much as it should be signage that directs it that it's a, a high enforcement area that uh, our tolerance is very low in regards to any violations committed especially in work zones and i think we just need to be more more adamant about that we know that the governor um, made a statement, wanted the state police to be out more in force. And uh, you mentioned to me off mic, that's kind of his, you know, he can he can direct the state police to do what they need to do. Have Has the local law enforcement gotten any kind of boost to help with enforcement or safety in that area? We're working on that. Um, I've actually had discussions with Senator Craig Blair, the lieutenant governor, and he's very adamant and, and passionate about helping Berkeley County and and moving Berkeley County forward. I'm currently putting together a presentation that uh, Senator Blair can actually utilize as far as information um, uh, that would show the governor uh, how uh, desperate we are in regards to getting additional resources up there. And and Senator Blair has expressed uh, that uh, he's fully on board with with all support. Um, like I said, it, it, you know when when. The governor made that announcement not too long ago. You know, it's, it, it, it is uh, heartening to see that the governor not only acknowledged our office, uh, but the initiatives going on that need to happen in Berkeley County. Have speed cameras been a topic of conversation? It has. Uh, and I'm, I'm not a big advocate of, of uh, speed cameras in terms of cameras uh, a policy or let's say legislative action that would uh you know cause someone to have points on their license you know we're looking at different models like maryland where it's an administrative fine i believe 40 dollars or whatnot but i can tell you the feeling that i got as a citizen driver crossing that bridge and and going into maryland with the signage there saying that there's photographic traffic enforcement and um, you know, it slowed me down. It, it slowed me down. I didn't have to look for the camera or anything like that. Knowing that that is in the area, um, you know, it, it puts it in the back of your mind that you need to be cognizant of your speed. So, um, you know, that's something that we're looking into and that's definitely something that I plan on taking down South to, to advocate at least at, on its infancy in work zones. I, I would agree. I think, um, statewide, it might not be the best or it might not be a popular decision, but I think certainly in a work zone where we're trying to keep people alive and keep them safe, that makes sense. Yeah. Right, go ahead. And, and and I think, you know, doing your homework on the front end, seeing the pros and cons and, and the issues that other states have had when they've implemented such a thing. And like I said, not going statewide with it, but actually focusing 
in the work zones where it's a lot more hazardous and starting there with this kind of equipment, if that's approved down the road. Right. I mean, I know we were talking before the show about um, Marsha and I both said we avoid um, the interstate and take Route 11 Mm -hmm. as much as possible just because we feel safer on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Our guest this morning, Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Uh, I have become quite a fan of the social media posts. (laughs) I, I, I didn't think I would ever say this, but I love seeing all those pictures of the drugs that you guys have confiscated because it means that it's not making it its way into the kids. Right. So uh, talk about that. What, what are the efforts like right now? And uh, what are you proud of? Well, I'm, I'm really proud of our men and women uh, and the efforts that uh, they're doing on the interstate as well as, as throughout the county. It, it's amazing when you give the appropriate uh, and practical training avenues for your deputies as well as the equipment that they can utilize to be more efficient with their jobs. And that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, they've assisted me with hitting the ground running and, and, and they've, they're out there on a daily basis getting these drugs off the street and whether it's, you know, three capsules of heroin or 300, uh, regardless, every single dosage of drugs that, uh, illegal drugs that are out there, it, to me, it means a life saved, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, you know, keeping someone off of further addiction, keeping someone from overdosing, um, or, or worse, you know, it, Drugs touch so many f- other facets of crime, um, literally across the board. Um, so it's been a it's it's been amazing to watch the deputies grow in that area and be able to do it, and they, and they love doing it. Being out there and being proactive and productive, I can't ask any more from our officers. I have to ask because Martinsburg, of course, has a drug house ordinance. They can kind of get the repeat offenders and take care of them through ordinances and um, code enforcement and that. Mm-hmm. Do you see the county having any tools like that? Because I think you probably, your guys and gals could drive around the county and point to places that are, you know, those are the places where a lot of the folks who are doing drugs or dealing drugs are congregating. Right. No, we've, um, I've actually been in discussion with commissioners, uh, county commissioners, and they are um, uh, on board with a draft of a county drug house ordinance. Um, now what that looks like, uh, we've already had a discussion with chief, chief George Swartwood in regards to his model and the growing pains with that model. Um, so we've been in actively discussing drafting an ordinance, uh, very similar to that. Uh, in addition, we've also been enforcing a lot more heavy as the, um, illegal dumping and litter and, and whatnot, uh, along with, consistent, uh, you know, if someone's utilizing their, their residence for, let's say, a, either a trap house or a, a house that facilitates the distribution of drugs. What's a trap house? Well, a, a, a trap house is, is, is someone that, that is, a, is a place where people feel stuck and because their, their addiction is facilitated, but their services are utilized. So whether that's, uh, you know, prostitution, whether it's the use of their residence, um, regardless, uh, or, or whether it's, you know, here's my shopping list, go out and steal these items for me. But it's, it's basically, it's just, it facilitates crime. And whenever you have a trap house such as that, um, you, you know, you have, it's, it's exactly that it traps people in the, in that atmosphere. And, uh, part of our efforts in, uh, enforcing litter ordinances and me working with the planning commission and uh, they've been awesome to work with. They go out with me. We look at places. Uh, there was 1200 West Virginia Avenue that we shut down because the water was shut off. 
it was utilized as a trap house. Um, I was proud to say that we shut that house down. Uh, there's other houses in the northern part of the county that we're looking at and doing with, that we've charged folks with, with illegal dumping to, to uh, litter ordinances. Um, and, and, of course, uh, you know, if it's a dilapidated house and found uninhabitable, by the planning commission, we work in tangent with each other to, to see if we can help, um, you know, beautify the area and get rid of these things and, and get rid of that atmosphere that invites that criminal element. Safety issue also we had, um, you know, not that it was a, a trap house or an, uh, any kind of, uh, you know, law enforcement issue going on, but there was a home where a floor collapsed uh, in the county and, and mm. two kids got injured. Um, and unfortunately, just because you're a drug dealer doesn't mean there aren't kids around you. Correct. So, yeah. Do you have any questions for the sheriff before I, we have to know, go? I was hearing you say that um, you're con- you're collaborating or, or consulting with Martinsburg PD. And I love to hear whenever our law enforcement are all working together. I know um, in the past we've had Martinsburg Police Department officers come into the club. I just I want to publicly make that invitation to you. Um, that we would love to have anytime any of your county officers are out on the beat and they just want to pop in so that the kids get to see the faces of the officers that work with you. Um, I think that's important that our kids know officers by name, that they can call out for help if they need it and and build a good trusting relationship. So would love to welcome you to the Boys and Girls Club anytime. No, I appreciate that, Stacey. Yeah. You're doing awesome things over there. I've heard good things about the Boys and Girls Club, and I've, I think the collaboration is crucial, not only with our brother and sister agencies, but with, with any program or initiative that helps the kids. Uh, we've, we've participated with Martinsburg Initiative with the Handle with Care. Um, we are actually now starting what's called the LEAD program, um, the Law Enforcement Assisted Diversion Program, and then, of course, we're looking at uh, rebuilding and breathing life back into teen court. Um, so we're doing some really, really good things with not only the county commission, but the Martinsburg initiative and, and the school system. Our SRO program, our school resource program is becoming a lot more productive, proactive, and um, we're looking for some really, really good things down the road with that. Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon, thanks for stopping in. I know you've got a busy day ahead of you <laughs> as always, but thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. It was I nice to talk it. with you. You too. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back into Panhandle Live. Marsha Kavalik here with you and Stacy Roan, super guest host. We had a great segment uh, with Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Always learn something when he comes in. Usually I'm able to uh, turn it into a great story that uh, they let us publish over on Metro News. And I think when we put it on Metro News, it gets some stuff done. So nice. really happy um, that he comes in and, and lets us know what's going on in the county. Stacy, you've been great about uh, scheduling some amazing guests. You've got two sets of amazing guests today. I'm going to let you bring the, this, this group in. Sure. I am excited to introduce my friend and fellow woman of distinction, Sandy Hamilton. Sandy's the executive director for the Berkeley County Development Authority, and she she has brought someone in that she'd like to introduce to the community. I would, but before I introduce him to the community, I would lose my daughter's license if I didn't give a big shout out to Dennis, or if some of you know Denny Gladden in Inwood. Today's his 84th birthday. That's my father. So big shout out to my dad that 
love you very much, Dad. I'm really, really uh, blessed that you're still here in the community and you're still working. So happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, happy birthday Dad. That's awesome. <laughs> Not every day you get a shout out on the radio, but happy birthday. That's excellent. Yep. Shower him with a extra love and gifts today. <laughs> so um, now I, I, I am excited that my board of directors um, has been working very diligently to to increase our staffing at the Development Authority uh, as our workload and our community is growing. And so today I'm honored that we have the Associate Executive Director of the Development Authority here, uh, Patrick Darlington. So happy to introduce Patrick, and I'm sure he can tell you a little bit about his connection to Berkeley County and how we're going to continue the connection. Oh, I'm, I'm great to be here. Thank you for uh, the opportunity to be here Um I'm excited to be back. I was born and raised here in Martinsburg, um, graduated Martinsburg High School, and then graduated Shepherd College and been around Martinsburg my whole life. My family's here in Martinsburg and moved away for a little bit, but then got the opportunity to move back and took full advantage of it. was happy to be back home and back here with everybody that I care about. So, And I'm really excited about working with a great team at the Development Authority. Got a great team there with with Sandy and Tara and Jennifer um, looking forward to being part of that and taking advantage of the opportunities that are here in the county and making things happen here within Berkeley County. So you said you've been away for a little bit. Um, what was your impression when you came back um, to see all the development and growth? Well, I, I kept track with it while I was going because I was always coming back and visiting, you know, a good bit when I was going. But to to see what Marsburg has become from when I was young and, and what it is now, it's it's amazing to what we, what we've become and the, the opportunities that are here. And that was a big reason I wanted to move back. I, I have two daughters and, and the opportunities that was back here for them was tremendous. So I wanted to get them back in this area and, and let them take advantage of that. So. Now, where are you, where did you settle and, and place roots? South Berkeley or? I'm, I'm out on Ridge Road in, in North Berkeley. So Wonderful. Well, welcome. We are delighted to have yeah, you back in back. the community. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> So, um, you know, obviously someone listening is going to say, okay, we've, we've got a lot of development, we've got tons of development. We just had the sheriff on talking about the traffic. Um, it's got to be a, a, a balancing act for you guys to bring, you know, new development in, new businesses, new industry, but also maintain a good quality of life. Talk about that, Sandy. Sure. Well, I, I feel uh, like we're, we're in a very um, strategic position right now. Um, Honestly, because of our growth and because of what we can offer, because of our strategic location and because of the access to transportation, you know, particularly the interstate, you know, it's a blessing and a curse for sure. But it gives us an opportunity because of the growth in this area that we're able to be more selective and we're able to to have a little bit more control over the development. And so, you know, particularly I look at the sectors of businesses that we we want to engage here and and it's very important to me, as my fellow woman of distinction here mentioned, it's very important to me that the businesses are very community oriented and that they understand that we're a give and take community and it's a true partnership when both sides of that equation are making a contribution. And when you're engaged and when you're a partner in that manner, um, a lot of the issues that other areas might have, particularly businesses, are going to be greatly lessened here because we're a community that we're going to support one another. So, you know, we look at businesses that that understand that, yeah, we're growing, but we're still small enough 
that we want you to be involved in organizations like the Boys and Girls Club of Berkeley County, like uh, United Way, like Meals on Wheels, like the Children's Home Society. You know, I could just go on and on mm-hmm. and on with those organizations. So we're not expecting you to come here and set up shop and provide jobs and, you know, go home at the end of the day and forget that anything else is occurring here. We want you to be involved and engaged in our community. And, and that helps the businesses because the retention rate is very, very good here with our local businesses. I know when we had the United Way on, you know, we, we featured them for their, um, for, uh, we called it the speed dating during, <laughs> during one of the, their, their more recent campaigns. And we were talking about, you know, the day of caring's coming up. And one of the things they mentioned is, you know, P&G, for example, Procter and Gamble, before they even had their physical building up, they had volunteers out working on projects for United Way. Absolutely. I can recall very early on when we had just turned over the first couple shovels of dirt there, I had a meeting with a couple of their HR folks. And the the entire purpose of the meeting was for me to give them a laundry list of nonprofits and businesses in the area that they could make a contribution to. And in many cases, it wasn't just product, but it was also um, how they could spend their hours because they expect their employees to give volunteer time to that. Um, you know, in a new up and up and coming business we have that's turning dirt over right now, Clorox, they have an incredible program where their employees can choose a nonprofit to contribute up to, I think it's $2,500 a year, and they will match that dollar for dollar to that nonprofit. And that could be anything from their church to any organization that they feel strongly about. So there's an opportunity for $5,000 a year per employee. And when they're going to hire 100 employees initially, there's $50,000 that could potentially be funneled in our community to help nonprofits in our County. So. Very promising. So yeah. Sandy Hamilton is with us from the Berkeley County Economic Development Authority. Have to ask, um, what kinds of businesses are you courting? Where are we going to put them all? And um, is the infrastructure going to catch up at some point? Because, you know, if we put stuff west of the interstate, we don't have that road yet parallel necessarily um, over there. Uh, so where, where are we putting people? It's going to come. <laughs> it's going to come. Uh, and, and honestly, I'm Certainly roads are a concern, but water and sewer is a concern as well. So, you know, we have incredible people at the water department, at the sewer department, and and our county offices in planning and engineering, and our local road folks uh, within our region and also the state level. We have these great partners, and these things aren't just happening by chance. We're very deliberately looking to see, you know, how we work together. We're not going to get ahead of it. But we're just trying to keep some pace and be very responsible in the way we develop our, our communities. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Stacy a chance to ask you some questions because I know she's got a bunch. But um, so, are there any businesses that you're courting right now that you would care to announce to our audience, or any hints about types of industries? Uh, yes and yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do the I, ask. I currently have 21 active projects. That's impressive. Um, it's it's a lot of projects. Um, most likely, um, five to six of those projects will make an announcement within the next six to nine months. And you know, honestly, it's their announcement to make. There, I'm a I'm their partner. So you know, I always say uh, it's their party. I'm just happy to be invited. So. The earliest is probably September. We're going to have an announcement. So there's just a little plug that you, 
you know, I'd like to come back. You um, sure can. Absolutely. And I could bring some of these folks with me and let them tell you firsthand about what they saw in Berkeley County and what they're going to do here and some of the great jobs. We're looking at several hundred jobs that we could have over the next six to nine months. And with my thought process being there's still a significant number of people leaving Berkeley County every day to work somewhere else. If they're doing it by choice, fine. But if they're doing it out of necessity because that job isn't offered here, then I want to give them the opportunity to choose to live and work here because then they're going to be more involved with organizations like Stacy's and some of the other great organizations we have in the community because they'll have time to, and they'll have time to spend with their families. So Patrick, over the, oh, like, over the next six months to a year, like what are some of the projects or what are some of the um, ways in which you're, you're planning to support and advance the development authority? And if that's a trick question, you can say, Stacey, I'm still planning that out. <laughs> that's okay too. Um, well, I've only been here 30 days so far. But Look at her asking the gotcha that's, question. Right that's that's again. <laughs> wow. Well, I want to give you an opportunity. I think every every new person that joins a team brings a different flavor and a different experience. And you're you're obviously not Sandy Hamilton. Otherwise, you would have a beautiful dress on like she does today. And um, but um, but yeah, I mean, tell me a little bit about what you know what you hope to achieve in the Development Authority. Um, you know, one big thing I look at the development is in the importance of being diverse in what you do have in the account in the county. You don't want too much of one thing, when, especially when you're looking at employee pools and different things of that nature. You want to try to be diverse and look at the different types of jobs, different types of skill sets, and you want, to, you want to match that to what you bring to the county so that you're not pulling everything from one area. So that's, that's something I look, to, look forward to really working on is, is, is diversifying the type of business and industry that we do have here in the county. Nice. I know I've been talking with with Jennifer quite a bit about youth workforce development. So I'm hopeful that that's something, you know, in the coming years that we can really focus in and figure out how do we how do we help our young people achieve that job in the workforce that makes sense for them. And I applaud your all's efforts and all of the organizations and businesses that you're bringing into the community, because that's that's potentially a job for our young people. There's, def- there's definitely a symbiotic relationship between folks like Stacy and the Boys and Girls Club developing, you know, the next group of, of workforce members and those soft skills. And the fact that you're able to go to a, a multi, you know, billion dollar industry and say, we've got employees here. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's critical because, um, you know, it, it's honestly repeatedly given as, you know, aside from the logistics of the transportation and being able to get to the major markets within a day's truck travel, right up there, right alongside that is the workforce and a skilled workforce. So, you know, we're, we're also very fortunate that we have Blue Ridge Community Technical College, James Rumsey Technical Institute, Berkeley County Schools, Shepherd University, all of those educational facilities, Valley College, that are in our community and that are active partners. And I bring them to the table early on when businesses are looking to locate here so they can talk about the programs that are offered and specifically um, help deliver the skill sets that are going to be needed. And, you know, as early as middle school. Stacy, before we have to let them go, I know you've got a bunch so, of questions. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I do. So 
before we let you go, Sand, Sandy is Sandy's always a giver. Uh, that's the thing I think I appreciate the most about her. And um, she had a birthday fundraiser on Facebook. And Sandy, if you want to talk a little bit about that, because it's it's about an organization and it's about um, the the four legged friends that we love the most. Absolutely. So um, Rescue West Virginia is a local nonprofit on East Road. And Dawn Brown has been a, a great friend of mine for oh, probably 30, 40 years. And uh, this is Dawn's got a huge heart for animals and for seniors. And she's been very active in supporting both. And unfortunately, uh, recently, I lost my um, my baby, Max, who's a, a dachshund. He was 12. Oh my goodness. And, um, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. It's uh, not something I'm going to linger on here because it's, it's, it's going to probably always be fresh mm-hmm. and I'm, yeah. I'm going to try not to get real emotional, but it, it is an emotional time. And, you know, to me, pets are not part of our family. They are family. So um, I thought what, what could be a fitting way to celebrate my birthday, which, you know, ironically growing up in South Berkeley County, when I was really a ch- young child and even in 4-H, I always thought that the county was having this big fair to celebrate my birthday because well, of course, my birthday not. was always during Youth Fair Week. My birthday's the 8th. And, uh, you know, on another note, though, I mean, I'm going to celebrate my birthday uh, celebrating the life and, and a memorial service for Doug Widmeyer. So I do want to mention Doug, who's been a was a big part of my life growing up here as well. So it's kind of fitting that I'm going to spend my birthday in a memorial service celebrating his life. But Rescue West Virginia. So when I thought about what could I do this year to celebrate my birthday that would have some extra meaning with just having the recent loss of Max. And I thought, well, Max would like me to control. And Dawn has dachshunds. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what better way than to see if I can help raise some money? Because every penny that you put toward that organization is, is helping a pet, uh, a dog, a res- rescuing an animal that would not have um, have that opportunity otherwise to be put in a loving home to get the medical care that they need. And so... Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not a real avid Facebook person per Mm -hmm. se, but when I see that we can use that as an avenue to raise money for great organizations like Rescue West Virginia, I took that opportunity. And I thank Stacy for for bringing that up because it it is near and dear to me. And I I know Max would be very happy to know that other four-legged friends are going to benefit from that. Do it for Max. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Sandy, we need to get you on the monthly rotation. Get you guys in here. Well, we get it's some a scoops. really long commute from my office. So, I just, <laughs> just roll know. over and every every month just come over and I would love that. Give us some juicy, you know, news to to send down, and they they'll salivate about it down in the kingdom of Kanawha because we got all the the development up here. It's better to do business in Berkeley. Oh, I like it. That's better than do it from absolutely from Max. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to let you go because we've got another stellar guest coming up. But thanks for being in. Patrick, it was really nice to meet you. And thank you, Sandy. Thank Thank you. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. I can assure you that bumper music, Jordan picked that out. He's on vacation. Stacey Roan is my guest co-host. I appreciate her being in this week and getting us some absolutely fabulous guests. I have to say, before we get into the uh, next interview, 
Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle. They're your full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all their legal needs. And you can find them at their historic new location, historic and new, uh, 224 West King Street, because they rehabbed it, um, and at uh, Sutton and Janelle online. So, Stacy, you've got a great guest this segment. I do. Can I say one thing before we jump into this next segment? Absolutely. Because you've done a stellar job making sure that um, you mentioned Sutton and Janelle. And I just want to thank Chris and Mark. Uh, Sandy was talking about businesses in the community that support nonprofit, and they always do a fantastic job. So uh, shout out to Sutton and Janelle for all that they do in the community. Absolutely. Now our, our next guest is Christian Rose. I knew Christian Rose from probably preschool or kindergarten until now. And now I get a chance to look up to him. <laughs> um, Christian is a professional race car driver. And I'm going to let him talk a little bit about what that's like in the whole race car series that he's in. Yeah, we call it, uh, it's, it's more like the grassroots racing and we're working our way into the NASCAR platform. Uh, we have goals and ambitions for our NASCAR debut in the ARCA series later this year, hopefully on the West Coast. Uh, it's been a dream come true. It's, it's something I never would have thought as a kid that I'd have the opportunity to do. And I've been very lucky and blessed to have so many role models. And, um, I think that's going to lead into our next segment here, but, uh, my mom, my dad, everybody has given me an opportunity and all the people in the panhandle that have allowed me to chase this dream. It's been a dream come true. And you kind of happened into race car driving. Was it, I don't want to say by accident, but it was an interesting entry into the fields or into the sport. Can you say, talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so as a kid, I, I had always dreamt of being a race car driver. It's something I've always loved. I played college baseball, and you know that was a passion of mine. I love baseball to death, but racing is really where my heart's at. I got an opportunity to, as a kid, I snuck into the garage in Daytona several times, and I met a driver by the name of BJ McLeod, um, who's now racing in a top series NASCAR and owns his own race team. And in doing so, he he gave me an opportunity to come down and drive one of his race cars, and mom uh, was pretty insistent on me get my college degree. So that was not in the cards at the time. So good for mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I did it, you know, but going on with it, we were sitting on a couch, I think it was or, uh, summer of 2017 and we're just sitting there and talking and everything. And I was like, you know, if I had a shot in racing, I really think that could have been something that worked out for me. And she said, you know what, text BJ and we'll see if, if that offer's still on the table. And we texted BJ and he brought a driver out by the name of Matt Tift, who was fifth in the points at the time in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Um, they let him shake the car down. They told him to take it easy. He put the pull time down, so it wasn't too easy. Uh, so I hopped in the car, and we were about three to four tenths off of his time. So that was pretty much, hey, you know, here's a contract. Let's go see what we can do with this. That is fantastic. And and way to go, Mom, for, for saying follow your dream. So I, I have to love that. So I guess... I don't know, maybe three or four months ago, I, I get a call from Tiffany Lawrence with Orion Strategies, uh, who says, I have this client who's really interested in partnering with the Boys and Girls Club. And when she told me who it was, I, I was all in because I've watched you grow up from little until now. And you, I will say that you have carried yourself into adulthood in such a respectful way. And, and I really appreciate that because anytime we have people working with our young people, I, I want them to be the best citizens that we can, we can find. And I'm just grateful for that. Can you talk a little bit about some of the programming ideas that you have for um, the club and working with our kids to help promote? 
Right. So we've talked about several things and brainstormed a couple ideas and triple play is obviously the top of our list, mind, body, spirit, um, anywhere from college, being a college athlete, like I was to, to being in a race car, treating your, you know, mental health is a very important aspect of it. You know, nutrition, staying in the gym and just keeping yourself all around healthy. And, you know, that's really the message we want to give the kids and really, you know, show them that I'm from the panhandle. I came from this area and, and show that, you know, there are opportunities out there. If you chase your dream and you stick with it and you really push yourself, that those are opportunities that will come your way if you're willing to put the work in. So as many kids as we can inspire and show that, you know, you know, anything's possible, that's where we want to be. And what a great message to give to kids that there's hope for them. And if they, if they take care of their body and, and do all that they can to, to maintain a, a healthy lifestyle that they can achieve great goals. So I love that piece about, um, about you and your work with us. Now we've got a couple events coming up over the next couple of days and, and like Martinsburg is, is home base, but that's not where you live on the, on the regular. So, um, thank you for coming back home and coming for a visit tonight. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you'll be doing at national night out at war Memorial park? Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, we're based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, these events mean more to me than, than a lot of them because I get to come home and see people I know and, and be back to my roots. And that's, that's really what it's all about. And, you know, uh, tonight we're going to come back out to War Memorial Park with the National Night Out, and we're going to be meeting as many kids as possible and, and just shaking hands and meeting, you know, trying to share our message and our story and, and show, you know, we're out here to support the community as much as possible. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I can't wait to get out there and, and see so many familiar faces tonight. And hopefully recruit some Boys and Girls Club members. So that's what we're looking forward to. Um, tonight at War Memorial Park, National Night Out, sponsored by the the police department, the Martinsburg Police Department. It is a national night across the country where police departments are hosting events like this, um, where young people can form relationships with police and positive role models, much like you, Christian, that are out in the community. So thank you for being part of our team tonight at National Night Out. And then it is fair week. So um, I know growing up here in Berkeley County, this this is the most exciting week of the year. And, you know, we also celebrate Sandy's birthday. But um, in addition, uh, you're going to be at the fair tomorrow night. Is that right? That's right. Uh, growing up going to the fair, it's, it's always special to be able to come home and get out there. Um, in doing so, we're going to be signing autographs from 530 to 8. And uh, we're going to be taking donations for the Boys and Girls Club. Um, that's our main message is trying to get out there and raise awareness for the club. So if you're in the area and you want to come on out and support your local clubs, uh, we'll be out there shaking hands and signing autographs and taking pictures. So come on out. So the the other thing that is is very important within our local community is, is sponsorship. Does your car r- run for free? <laughs> Racing is a very expensive sport as much as I wish. <laughs> You know, just filling up at the gas tank with a regular car is expensive. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, it's it's a very expensive sport. It takes a lot of uh, team members and a lot of people to put everything together for us to be able to go do what we do. And, and work on for Ryan and everybody in this area, you know, it's been I've been truly blessed to have the opportunities I have and be as far as long as far as long as I am. But, you know, you see a lot of drivers struggle, you know, to find funding and and it goes anywhere from the top series in NASCAR all the way down to the grassroots area. So. Um, we can't thank anybody from our small sponsors to our big sponsors enough. And that's truly what it runs off of. So, so I, I think it's important, especially for our local community 
to support Christian because not only is he he's doing a good thing by um by reaching out to Boys and Girls Club and saying we want to partner with you. So part of your sponsorship for his series um will come back to our local community to the Boys and Girls Club. So um so local sponsors out there please consider um talking with Orion Strategies and and sponsoring Christian in this endeavor. In doing so with the Boys and Girls Club, I think we've pledged $5 a lap. So every lap that we're going to run for the 2021 campaign through the 2022 campaign, uh, $5 for every lap we run will be given back to the Boys and Girls Club. That's very generous. Yeah. Thank you so much, Christian. We're excited about the partnership. We're really looking forward to it. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to say before we end end this segment? I just want to thank some of our local partners. We've had Black Draft on the race car, um, Petrucci Ice, Miller, uh, you know, all the dealerships around here really helped me out. Um, the so, car guys. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody, our partners and everything that, that allows us to do what we do, I got to thank Orion for working with me and, and allowing me to have these opportunities and reaching out to you guys on, on our behalf to, to partner up with the Boys and Girls Club. And I'm just really looking forward to our message and what we're going to share with you guys over the next year. And I can't thank you enough for allowing me to be a part of that. So Absolutely. We're excited to have you join us. All right. Well, um, thanks and good luck with all those uh, autographs and the National Night Out tonight. Um, thanks for being in with us. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live. With hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back in. Barn burner of a show today. Thanks, Stacy Roan, for getting all these great guests on. And I'm going to let you finish up before we get into your great outro music, which is thematic. So what a great show today. Love, love, love Sandy Hamilton. We share our love for dachshunds. Actually, our boy Reggie is an independent canine for puppy daycare today. So I want to give them <laughs> so a quick... So you could do your, your job on the radio. That's right. I know. Isn't it crazy? I mean, have children and you do daycare and now it's a dog and it's daycare. Um, but they do a fantastic job of taking care of our boy. So I um, just listening. love them. <laughs> I know. I, maybe Aaron's listening. So anyway, Aaron, if you're listening, independent canine, um, great obedience training and puppy daycare. I'm excited for the week ahead. Tomorrow we have more Berkeley County Fair talk and then um, Pat Murphy, Pat and Bev Murphy are going to join us on the show and talk about the 50 years of photography in Boys and Girls Clubs. And that exhibit is at the fair this week. So stop down and take a look. Amazing. Now, uh, cue up our special music. So um, Christian Rose was in studio today and he's a race car driver. And sorry, Nate, um, sometimes you just can't drive 55. So um, at least we're not doing it on Interstate 81. (laughs) Sammy Hagar, I can't drive 55. (laughs) 